Chapter 19 of Officer 666. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. Officer 666 by Barton W. Curry and Augustine McHugh. Chapter 19. Helen Leaves an Important Message. Helen Burton and Travers Gladwin were almost at the door leading from the treasure room when the young man stopped and confronted the girl, whose eyes were still bright with the anger he had kindled in them. He smiled rather sheepishly as he said, "'Suppose I were to tell you that I am Travers Gladwin, and that the other Travers Gladwin with whom you think you are in love is not Travers Gladwin at all.' Her lip curled, and she regarded him scornfully, but she said nothing. He went on into the other room, holding back the portiere for her to follow. "'Why don't you answer my question?' he insisted as she passed him. "'It is much too silly,' she said sharply. Then, in a different tone to her cousin, who still stood by Whitney Barnes, with her color coming and going by turns, "'Oh, Sadie, why didn't you come with us? Travers has the most wonderful things.' "'Then you are not going to answer my question?' Travers Gladwin asked again. "'I said it was much too silly,' the girl returned with increasing vehemence. Gladwin came forward and explained to Barnes and Sadie, "'I have been asking Miss—uh—I've been asking how she'd take to the idea of my being Travers Gladwin.' Helen was now thoroughly aroused as she turned— why do you persist in asking such a question? I was wondering, he said quickly, whether you were in love with the man or the name. Have I given you the impression, she began haughtily, scarcely able to control her anger. Yes, you have, he said warmly, and with all the dramatic emphasis he could command. I am afraid you were thinking more of that rescue at Narragansett and your desire to be free of poor Mr. Hogg than you were of, of my poor friend. This insult was more than she could endure. She turned her back to address Whitney Barnes. Shall you be here when Travers returns? She said imperiously. I am sure to see him before I leave responded the young man. "'And would you be kind enough to give him a message for me?' She had gathered up her fur piece and muff and was moving toward the door. "'Delighted,' said Barnes, with a deferential bow. "'Thank you so much. I want you to tell him that I cannot avoid the opera tonight, that I have simply got to go.' but that I'll get away as soon as I can and come to him directly from there. "'But you can't do that,' interposed Sadie in a voice that thrilled with alarm. "'But I am going to do that,' cried Helen, her face aflame and her head held high. "'And now we must go. I'd no idea we'd stayed so long. Good-bye and thank you.' She had taken a step toward the entrance to the hallway when Gladwin strode forward. "'You didn't say good-bye to me,' 
he said in an injured tone. Then with a sudden vehemence, "'But I am glad you didn't, for we are going to meet again.' "'I suppose we shall if you are here when I return,' she said coldly and without looking at him. "'When you return?' he said in quick surprise. "'Yes, when I come back here tonight, in the same disdainful snubbing tones.' "'You're going to meet Travers here tonight?' he queried in palpable unbelief. "'Yes, I am. He wanted me to meet him at the station, but I insisted on coming here.' "'And what time was it Travers wanted you to meet him here? I'd almost forgotten.' "'At half-past ten, answered Helen, taken off her guard and submitting unconsciously to his cross-examination. "'Oh, yes, at half-past ten, he repeated. "'That's right.' "'But you,' pointedly addressing Barnes, "'must tell him I may be late.' "'I will,' acquiesced Barnes, a trifle bewildered. "'I hope you will be very late,' cut in Gladwin. "'What do you mean?' she caught him up. I mean you have no idea what a mad thing you are going to do. Please, she began icily. Don't be angry, he pleaded. I'm saying this for your good. I don't care to hear it. But you've got to hear it, he cried. To leave your aunt and run off with a man you hardly know, why, you must be mad even to think of it. "'How dare you speak to me in this way?' "'If ever a young lady's fur was up, as the saying is, "'such was the case with the enraged Helen Burton. "'If her eyes had been weapons to slay, "'Travers Gladwin would have been annihilated at a glance. "'But he stuck doggedly to his guns. "'Well, somebody ought to speak to you,' he ran on. "'Can't you understand that this man is no good, "'that he must be a scoundrel to ask you to do such a thing, "'that—' "'Stop! "'I forbid you to say any more, "'to say such horrible, cowardly things about him behind his back. "'You who claim to be his dearest friend.' "'Her anger was suddenly checked by a thought that flashed in her mind.' "'Only a few minutes ago you said you were glad I was going to marry Mr. Gladwin, "'and that you would do everything in your power to help.' "'And I jolly well meant it,' he acquiesced with a low bow. "'You meant it? "'Then how could you—oh!' "'And she started suddenly from him. "'Why didn't I see it before? "'You've been drinking. "'Come, Sadie.' Barnes turned away with an uncontrollable snicker. Gladwin was stunned. As he saw her leaving him, he made a last desperate effort. "'But just a moment. Please, allow me to explain. I said I wanted you to marry Travers Gladwin because I am—I don't care why you said it,' she flung at him, "'because I don't think you know what you are saying.' She fairly sailed through the portieres, leaving the young man staring after her in a state of utter mental collapse. 
The little cousin had listened to this impassioned dialogue in the attitude of a frightened bird, standing first on one foot and then on the other, struggling with all her small nervous force to hold back the tears. As Helen disappeared, a sob escaped her and she ran forward. Barnes started after her. "'Oh, Miss Sadie, just one word.' "'Oh, don't, please don't.' she wailed over her shoulder. "'But won't you let me call on you, just once?' he pleaded, in real distress. Sadie stopped, gave him one frightened glance, smiled through her tears, and burst out, "'I shall be delighted!' Then she was gone, and a moment later the door slammed. End of chapter 19 Recording by Roger Moline